1: Guys, welcome back to construct your life. We finally chased him down. We finally got him on. Guys, dare I say the guy that changed my life? Is that what oh. I say? Do I say that Lucas Piper changed my life? I think I have to, and we'll <laughs> tell that story. See, we got him. We got the hook already, Lucas. We got we got to get him in. Ooh. How you doing, my man? Dude, really good, man. This is uh this is some time coming, huh? Long time coming. The the famous Lucas Piper. Uh, so do tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, uh, man, that's, I'm excited for you to tell that story too. Cause that's, it's cool. Um, I'm here in uh, Austin, Texas, about a chilly day today. Uh, got the hoodie on. Um, I've been in Austin for about eight years from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and, um, met Austin through kind of some networking group. Well, I met him through Instagram. That's how I met him. But uh been been connected through networking groups and vacation rentals and a bunch of other stuff. Um so yeah, I'll get deeper into my story in a little bit. Um, but that's uh that's just newly engaged, happy, free, having fun, baby. Yeah, betting on yourself, shit's crazy, it's fun, man. Yeah, yeah. man,
1: it is fun. So, because uh, I don't want to leave y'all too intrigued, but I'll, I'll tell you the story of how me and Lucas met uh, and how I can say that he changed my life. Uh, so, uh, I had commented on a development that was going in, uh, that a GoBundance member was doing, and uh, you DM me and you said, if you know any houses in the area, um I'm a buyer. And I said, fuck you. I'm a buyer first. And, and that's kind of, <laughs> you were like, okay, I like this guy. I like this guy. And so we get to talk and you don't even tell me your name and you're like, Hey, I want to grab coffee. Um, you know, I think I got something for you. And so, uh, you know, we talk and like, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Uh, and, and you were talking about, m one, you were talking about the mastermind and you said, uh, and I have told this story to a million people. You, you said that, why, uh, why do you want to join this group of, of masterminders? And and I told you that my dreams are bigger than the people that I'm around. And you said, Oh, perfect answer. Sign up. And this is what it's going to cost. And I was like, Oh, that's a lot of money per month, but I didn't care. And I just, you know, put my credit card on it. And the thing that you always say is, is I might've opened the door for you, but then you knocked it off the fucking hinges. And, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot and I, and I don't, I don't think young people get this. There's that one relationship. Mm. There's that one meeting where you're discrediting or you're not, you know, you know what happens to me every time I go somewhere, I don't want to go. I meet somebody every (laughs) time. I don't really want to do this tonight. And then I'm like, you know what? But maybe if, and I got three clients from one meetup, like, boom, you know, and, What I'm not saying that story is because I was in one, I met Tom and Jeremy and because I met Tom and Jeremy, they gave me the freedom to get sober. And here we are.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, so. When I messaged you though, that wasn't even for my personal. right? I mean, I didn't have a personal. No, no I didn't know who it was. It was, I was bit- running, r- yeah. running the go Buttons page at that time, and you know, t- we both met up blind, right? Just uh, just like, hey, seem, seem like we have you know similar wavelengths here. Let's let's meet up and see how we can help each other. And what uh, will always stick out in my mind from that story is I told you the price, which had just like gone up, like. A lot. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it, was, it, was it was. It was seven. It was.
1: It was seven hundred bucks a month. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, and and you know, I joined at like two fifty a month or something like that. You know, so I was just like, "Hey, man, I know it's a lot," and you just looked at me and he said, "I'm in," and I'm like, "All right, bud." no I'm fucking in <laughs> and like literally you're like how do I sign up and I'm like chill dude you gotta like have a call and like you gotta talk to these people and then like they'll see if you're a good fit you can't just like you I don't you want to swipe your card right now but um, but yeah, man, not only did you join, but then you, you just blew up that group, right? I mean, you're all over the Facebook page. You connected with however many people.
1: Well, the, 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 the three month goal was how many people can you meet right. in a month? And and people were like, you have to have a 30 minute call with them or an hour long conversation. It can't just be like a text message. And everybody was getting like six, yep. seven, 12. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't, I did 90. Three. I did 92.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I wasn't that good, man. I think I was getting like four or five. I felt pretty darn good about that and built some really great connections. Ninety, you met everybody in the group with it. <laughs> That's amazing, though, man. And uh, just to see what you've done since then, you know, using all of those groups and networks are around you and managing Some, amazing. but something, yeah.
1: uh, something that at the core of your internal growth and your growth and what you've seen over the year is you've you've constantly you know got yourself in rooms that per yeah. se you 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 really don't belong in yep. uh, volunteering for go abundance events and, and and being around diego and all these things and so i would imagine that much of your growth is probably centered around those those opportunities that didn't per se get you an roi in the bank account but but mentally and mindset wise probably changed your entire life
2: Oh, no doubt, man. Like, I mean, I think some of these guys are just naturally built to be entrepreneurs. Like, and I I just, that, that wasn't me, you know, like I really, unless I was like, unless I had this opportunity that was prevented to me and I said, yes. Right. So I put myself in that spot, but like, I needed to like get pulled along a little bit more. Like you just said yes and kind of launched. Right. But for me, I had so many um, beliefs that I had to go through to even think like, do I actually want this? Like, I didn't think I wanted any of this. Like I almost had to be convinced. And then all of a sudden my eyes were open. Right. But I had, I I didn't realize how deep and subconscious some of these thoughts were that one, I couldn't be it or two, I was a bad person. If I was, you know, three people that have money don't have, you know, are, are bad people. I can't have money and be happy. I mean, just pop, pop, like thing after thing that I really had to, had to break through before I could even, you know, be like, oh, wow, okay, now I see this thing. Now I see this thing as freedom. Like this is very different from, from how I was perceiving what this journey actually looked like. So, and I think, yeah. I
1: would think entrepreneurship, Dresses and sounds different to everybody. And I think, I think, you know, one of the things that we were joking about, me and my buddy last night, was like, if you just learn how to like manage social media accounts and you had like five clients and you work from your phone or your laptop, financially free. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to look like yours and have multiple Airbnbs. And I think, we're we're becoming a society that's really driven by skill set and, and kind of leverage, right? And, and and you know, we're we're starting a bookkeeping business right now. And like one of the reasons is is like Austin's starting a book, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like he hates that shit. But it's like, if I need it, then every other else needs it. And then how can I understand it from my point of view? And if I understand it, how many other investors are out there that get that they're have the same mental capacity as I do when it comes to that. And if I can create something simple for them, well then we've really got something there.
2: I love it, man. Yeah. It's cool. We have a, we're, we're having a big hire right now for the company operations manager, trying to bring in some really good talent and, you know, paying for it, but it's cool to see these interviews come. I mean, I have, you know, 290 applicants to go through in, What? in yeah, in six days. So it's Jesus. like, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, just going through it all, but there's so many people like that I see now that are, they just have this entrepreneurial spirit. Cause they're realizing like, like, you know, when I was looking at today, they had like a headband company or something and they're like just selling these headbands with people's names on them. And I'm looking at our company and different one candles and this and that, and they're just starting to break away from this mindset. Like you're saying, it's like, You know, not all of them. Obviously, they're applying for this. Like, who knows how much they're making? You know, these will be the questions in the interviews for those that got them. But, like, That I think people are just thinking a little differently. Right. It's just like, man, I just don't have to do this like 40 to 60 hour grind for somebody else and like have a life for nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I I honestly, I just see so many people and it's like, they don't have time for a phone call. They can't go to the doctor. They can't go to the bait. Like, you know, it's just like every minute is work all the week long. Then they come home and it's still work. And then what do they get? They get their seven day vacation, you know, and I know I'm, I'm just preaching to the choir here, but, but honestly, man, it's, it's hard for me to, to sometimes I have a lot of close friends that are still in that position. I'm just like, I just, I just, I just I'll be honest with you. I don't know how moms do it. I really don't I, dude. Like, I have
1: no idea. How do you, how do you go to the bank? How do you shop? I don't know. How, how do you do everything's
2: know. closed by the time you get off of work? I, I honestly don't get it. Like I, you know, and I, they talk to Nicole about it all the time of like what that journey is going to look like for us. Cause You know, we already feel like it's like, man, we got this going on and that and we have to get here. And she has one of those jobs. She loves her job. She's a physical therapist and gets to work with people, but she doesn't have any time for that stuff. She doesn't have five minutes during the day. You know, she scarfs down her lunch in 30 minutes and she's back to her clients. So any of that stuff during the day, it's like, all right, I'll take the dog to the groomer. I'll do this but what is that going to look like with kids? It's, it's going to have to look different. It's going to have to be part-time or whatever. I find something else for. Her, so. and,
1: and I think one of the biggest things that I want to focus on over the next year that I think is something that nobody talks about is the bridge between the W2 mindset to becoming the CEO of your own life. Mm. That, that rub between that scenario is so hard to get out of that mentality. And my friend, I was having... Uh, a rough day one day and I wasn't unhappy about some situations that didn't bend my way. And she stopped me and she said, what would a CEO do? And I said, a CEO would not take any extra time to worry about this bullshit. Mm -hmm. He would just move on and find the solution. Okay. Then go do that. And I think so many people live in that, you know, 20 years for me, to change the fact that I control my schedule and I, and I do it and it's a choice whether or not I'm as busy as I am today. That's my choice.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, But it's hard to get out of because you start the business, but you're not, I mean, I know that's what you're going through right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm willing to give up, you know, what, what a lot of people want like early in their business. I'm just like, okay, like I'm going to give up a really nice salary right now like a good, good cut of our revenue. And I'm probably going to give up some equity because I want the right person, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I want my time. And, mm-hmm. you know, the last few months it's been that struggle. It's been that, you know, we were just in Costa Rica and it's like, all right, for right, eight days. And it was just like that, that connection to the phone. And the one day I'm like, I'm not looking at my phone all day. I don't care. You know, I get back to my phone at six and I have 18, as calls a guess, Mr. I'm just like, Oh man, you know, and 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 so I feel that and so and there's some really good things happening and the VA really stepped up through that time and you know a lot is going away but like I, I for me it's worth it for growth for my company but more importantly for my freedom and the time to to get that role in in my company at this point in time whereas I think a lot of people really really wait for that um for that moment that's never going to be right, right? It's never fun seeing that that big chunk chunk leave but Um, but yeah, man, it's it's that important to me. So I I think the number one thing, and I and I'm about to like I told the guys
1: already, like I'm gonna hire a VA for the management company about 10 properties too early because I don't care, because I've already played the game, I built it wrong, it's not gonna happen again. And and I'm I'd rather take a huge pay cut, but have the team bought in from the beginning and then we scale together. Because what we're finding in the hotel uh, company, because now we have three VAs, is the first VA is
2: training the other VAs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. Like, 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 dude, my VA just left his job. He was managing 30 people. He had a team (laughs) of 30, right? This guy wants to manage, right? He's like, when are we bringing on the next one? I'm like, settle down, Gene. (laughs) You know, like, I'd love to have another VA, but like. Y'all aren't free. You're inexpensive, but you're, free. but like, seriously, it's, it. I mean, why not? You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and again, it's like from that CEO mentality that you're talking about is like, when you can really sit back and take the time to say, what else could I have them do? What else could I have them do to create a great company? There's something there, man. You know, there's either something that we're doing that they can do or there's something that's not being done for the company that should be, right? That they can start working on. Uh, well, and
1: and think of it think of it this way. Uh, perfect. I love that you brought that up. Our VAs came from Capital One, from Hilton, like big companies. Why do they want to work with us? Because they know the seven people they work with and they get to grow and we care about them. And like understanding that, you know, that culture and, and what they view stuff is like, you know, me and Matt said in the interviews, like, You know, we asked them, like, what would be personal growth to you? And of course, their answer is, if the company grows. And I'm like, no, you didn't listen to what we said. (laughs) We said, what would be personal growth to you? And we really drilled home the fact that it's not about just what the company does, it's about growing up together. And we know that we're only as strong as our customer service team. But here's the deal I'm running a 26 room hotel with two cleaners and two VAs and just me. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like it can be done when your systems are right. And guess what? Those systems break and shit yeah. gets fucked, but you fix it, you tweak and you move on.
2: That's awesome, man. That's yeah. crazy. I haven't even talked to you about the the hotel much. Uh, we got to do that offline.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll do that for sure. So, so talk about, I mean, you know, you, you waited to come on the podcast Yeah, till you had some cachet you yep. know, I'm just messing around, but you, you waited no, to come but on, but you waited love to come to actually on talk about
2: that. Okay. Let's, about that. Right, let's talk about that. Know?
1: Let's talk about that. Yeah. You've you had, you've had some crazy growth in the last year.
2: Yeah. And I think dude, like we're in this time right now where, where there's a lot of influencers. There's a lot of people talking about shit and I don't really want to be that guy unless I know what I'm talking about, dude. And so you know, when you had asked me to come on, I was still at my W-2, you know, I had a few properties, my systems were trash. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, it was cool. Like I had some things going for me, like comparatively, right? Like in, in, in my, my friend group or just in, in general, right? From if you look at the, the general person, I had a great W-2 income coming in and then I had pretty good side income coming in. So that was cool. And I could have talked about that but like I knew what was out there and I knew there was more. And so I didn't really want to sit on a podcast and talk about how to build side hustle and and income, you know, and leave your W-2. I'm still in my W-2 that I've been saying for three years, I'm going to (laughs) leave. That didn't seem, you know, authentic to me. Um, So I I wanted to wait for that. So, so yeah, man, it's, it's important for me I like to, you know. I, again, I, I like to feel authentic. Is is one of the three words that I I try to live by the most. Um, and so it felt very inauthentic for me to 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 come on and, and talk about something that I didn't feel like I was I was there yet. So, when you had your W two, how many properties were you managing? I mean, I got up to five or six pre COVID, and then when COVID hit, um, I dropped down to two. And then I think by the time I left my W two, I had like five or six again. But I knew I had like four or five in the pipeline. And where are so, you at now?
1: Uh, Seventeen. Okay, that's a lot of growth in a short amount of time. And what would you yeah. attri- what would you attribute that growth to?
2: Man, a lot of it was uh, was just it's just been like the networking that's paid off, you know. So. Um, when you start really like being that guy in your space um, when I go places, it's what I talk about because I'm excited about it. You know, it's like in the go abundance circle that, you, you know, it's what I share. So when, when you start becoming, as you know, this, like kind of that Airbnb guy um, I mean, all of it's been self referral, like, sorry, referrals from, from just the network, you know? No, and so, I want
1: to, I want to highlight something cause you brought it up in our mastermind. So you didn't even have a name or a yeah. website or a logo to, to like a couple of months ago, correct?
2: Yeah, no, I mean I was like basically leaving my I left my W2 before I even had like uh I mean I had a, a different LLC I was running stuff under but it wasn't even like well, like my my management company's like Now LLC, right? Like mm-hmm. I was just and so many people talk
1: to me about what they're going to do on property 10. And I'm like, how about you worry about getting that first one? And we'll talk about it from there. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Um, I just like, dude, on Thursday, I have 300 episodes, right? In a year and a half. And, and I just now upgraded my entire setup. I got new lights and a new camera. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, just fucking push record, buy the property, take the action. Because through the action you'll learn. Dude, I I I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. A million people ask me, you know, what books do I read? What podcasts do I listen to? And I'm like, dude, I don't know if it's just my answer, but the Airbnb space, you just have to do it, man. It's not one of those things you can read in a book.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it for me now, I feel like I would have said that like 2 years ago. It depends like the opportunity they have and what house they have. If they already have mm-hmm. the house and like they're just like, I'm just gonna Airbnb my house, oh, of course just do it. Just mm-hmm. like list it and just start, you know, and, and whatever. I think there's some good resources out there. But I do think you jump in. But now I do feel like it's getting a little bit more competitive in the marketplace. You do kind of have to do some special things to the house, furnish it mm-hmm. a certain way. So uh, mm-hmm. we're not seeing like, you just can't list shit. Like, I, you know, I listed my house, whatever, three years ago when I bought it. And I mean, it was just like, if it was the same house as when I listed it in, like, it wouldn't get booked right now. It, it just didn't have like the furnishings needed or like the high quality stuff. Right. Um, or just know like what, what catches in the photos, things like that. So, I mean, I guess I would have probably made, I mean, there would have been bookings, but you know what I mean? It it, yeah. it wouldn't have been hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I go back and forth with that. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to jump, right? And the crazy thing about Airbnb and short term rentals is that unless you are working with an absolute expert in the field who can like find these properties and know what they're going to make, like in Austin, for instance, like I can look at a neighborhood or see a neighborhood and look at listings when I'm doing comps, and one person will be doing. on a house and the person next to them will be doing 4,500. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it's always crazy when it's like, Oh, I need to like run numbers on this stuff. And there's a lot of
1: people looking for absolutes in this space. And I'm sorry, I'm not going (laughs) to sell you. That's
2: the part I would say, right. The absolutes are really, really hard. And like, I do feel like I'm getting to a point where I can like walk in these places and be like, all right, like now I at least can give you a range of like, uh, a few thousand, you know, <laughs> but like, that's a, but it's crazy. Like when, you know, when Cody and Chris, uh, it's Cody Sanchez and then like approached me for their house, they're like, well, what do you think we can make off this? You know? And I'm looked at all the comps, and I'm like, man, you know, and I always go conservative for people, but I was like, I think I can do 12 a month. And they're like, okay, the, the person that just quoted us said we can do eight. And I was like, yeah, I think they're off. Like, I think, and, and then I like looked at it again. I'm like, we might be able to do 15. I don't want to say that, but like it's 12. To, I would say like 12, I'm confident saying, so let's leave it there. But like, I think we'll be able to hit 15. We're doing 25 there a month, bro. Ooh. Right. So like, like that's, I mean, I didn't know, like I didn't know it would be that much of a hit, you know, like even I feel like I'm an expert in the area and, and really know it and really dug in and it's in the 95th percentile, you know, But that
1: but like, that makes you look really good.
2: I'd much rather have it that way than the other, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, and I think life's about
1: position. So that being said, like, you know, and this is, I mean, but I get accosted twice a day about this bullshit. Like, what does it need to be? What does it need to rent? What do I need a net? Like, I, I waver back and forth on this because I think some aspects of it are practice and some aspects that are making money. Guys. You know what, man? I have been in this short-term rental game for so long. I, You know what? I think I'm paying the light bills over at Airbnb and HomeAway and those companies. They're, the fees are getting ridiculous. And the only way to do that is to stop building your uh, real estate on somebody else's platform. And my man, Mark Simpson, Book Direct Playbook, the book is coming out. And this is a no-brainer. We got the hotels. The hotels do 50%. Uh, direct booking on our website because of the tips and tricks that he's taught us with marketing Mm -hmm. and so on and so on. I've got a preview of this book. It is a game changer. Make sure you check it out, dude. You won't regret keeping more of your money for yourself or making money. When you're looking at a property and let's say, we'll just use the buy part. What do you need to see from a property for you to pull the trigger and feel confident about, about, about buying it?
2: So, I mean, I go through, I mean, that's a loaded question, right? Cause we're talking, if we're just talking all over the place. So, I mean, yeah. I basically look at the why of the house. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, it, it is the why. And so not every house is going to have the same why. Like when you're like two miles away from Austin downtown, that's a big enough why to pretty much grab anything in the city. Like mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it's crazy. Like you don't even need that much more why it's just mm-hmm. like, it's within two miles of downtown. Boom. Boom done. That's not always true, you know, in in every city, but, but Austin is that way. Um, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking for me. I really like three bedrooms plus, because I feel like it's different than the hotel space. And again, this is a personal opinion. I know people that that can kill it on one bedrooms and two bedrooms, but I think that space is what Airbnb is meant for. It's meant Mm -hmm. for big groups pulling their money together or a big family pulling their money together and saying, we want to be together in this place, um, because when you look at the fees now that are happening on Airbnb, when you look at the cleaning fees and, and all that stuff, like it's getting harder and harder to make it as a one or two bedroom, you know, because now you're competing with JW Marriott, you know, downtown in Austin for three fifty. So when you're talking about a one or two bedroom, you know, it's like in your cleaning fee is ninety five dollars, like. And that's just right. That's just going to the cleaner. Right. So then where are your rates at? It's like to make any money, you know, it's so anyways, it's a long winded story for me to say, I look at the why, you know, and, and I do think that is one of the, the harder things to figure out for properties. But once you get good at that and just say, man, I think there's enough concerts at this place where we can fill this up every weekend. Like that's all it is. Or, you know, the, the football games during the season are going to get us this much. So the rest of the season will be the rest of the year will just be okay. So figure out the, why of the house. I like three bedrooms plus. Um, and then it's really looking at a house and saying, is this going to photograph? Well, Mm -hmm. what are these photographs going to look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, typically that's more of the open concepts, you know, a lot of that has to do with furnishings, but like some of that doesn't. So, and that's just kind of like an eye, man, that's, that, that is a little bit harder and that's taken me, you know, a couple of years to be able to just walk in a place and just say, I like the place, but it's just not going to, it's not going to shoot. Well, Um, the pictures are the, uh, you know, it's pretty much the marketing that you have to have people book yours instead of the other 7,000 Airbnbs in the area.
1: So no, and I I think it's super important because like even me and we travel a bunch, like if it's just me and my girl, like we're staying in hotels, like I'm sorry, you're going to find me in one bro, dude, the, the fees are getting out of control. And then not to mention, this is something that nobody talks about. You're buying an Airbnb. What are the, what are the scalable factors in that area? Yeah. Like, I'll be honest with you. We won't run a Airbnb in Tahoe and everybody's like, why wouldn't you do it? you can't fucking get a cleaner. So like you might have a great property, but you're going to have to pay your cleaner fucking $200 just to show up because they're driving 45 minutes. Yep. This is the stuff that nobody talks about. Yeah, man. Like, do you have the systems? Do you have the maintenance guy? Do you actually have a cleaner? That's affordable at scale. Like I'm staying at a hotel. I'm going hotels.com. You know, and like everybody's like, I can't believe that, and I'm like, but look, so we're leaving, we're going to San Clemente tomorrow for my birthday. Yeah, it's it's me and another couple. We're staying in a condo Airbnb. That's worth it. That's two different people, two different Letting spaces. In. We're doing some podcasting. I'll pay the fees. But dude, it's just getting to a point, and and I and I really think that the hotels are starting to see this, and yeah. I think they're undercutting these Airbnbs, and that's why it's working that way. And Airbnbs gonna have to figure it out because it's not cool. Yeah, yeah
2: man, it's it's in it, the figuring it out, but I mean all they've done is put it higher. Right. I think when I, when I listed mine a few years ago, I mean, I think we started at, they were at like 4% fees, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, they just went up to 15 dude. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going to work, you know, like at the end of the day, we, we ran the data off the hotel, right. When we bought it and, uh, you know, booking.com, Expedia, all these things, they're taking 12, 13, 14%. Like, it, you know, Airbnb, 14, like it's crazy town, And, you know, if you don't figure out ways to to retarget, you know, Boostly.com, if you don't figure out ways to retarget or, or get uh second stay bookings where they come back again, like you're going to be in a rough spot because if you think Airbnb gives a shit about you, you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I don't give a shit. The CEO is a fucking asshole and I don't really care. And, and at the end of the day, it's just the, the thing. Don't build your real estate on other people's platforms. Like it's like, my my example is this. When social media went down for that day, I thought it was fucking awesome. Like I thought it was great. But then like, you know how many people's businesses went to zero? So, my question to you is if you got all your eggs in the Airbnb basket, you're this this is a volatile world and you better yeah, figure man. it out real quick. So, what do you do? How do you do you do you solely rely on Airbnb or do you go off multiple platforms?
2: Yeah. Great question, man. I mean, that's that's really gonna be that's really the focus right now. Is it was just like build, 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 and so now that's why I'm I'm bringing in a systems person, operations person that can build out that side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So not only from the side of just you know being on multiple booking platforms, but but for sure direct bookings. Um, And and now that I have so many properties, it's cool because it's like you get especially like a company to book. And it's like, Hey, we're in, you know, San Antonio as well, or we're in Austin as well, or do you have ever more employees that come or less employees that come? So, you know, being able to, to pick up some of those direct bookings from that, but, but what I really want that system, as soon as we get that part done, like what I really want them to work on is how do we bring in extra income from those things. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I want us to have our own cleaning company. Right. Like yeah. there's no reason the cleaning company shouldn't be ours, and I'm paying that so yeah. you know out like, of so Cleaning company, maintenance company, concierge service. Like that's you know, we'll be within a month, 30 days of that person starting. We'll start some sort of concierge. I mean, I have a girl uh um, dude, I'm telling
0: you she's yeah.
2: crushing, she has like five properties and she makes like I mean, it's just crazy what people buy for these like bachelor bachelorette parties These big one, you know, it's just like she goes to the grocery store, she spends like, I don't know, $900 for them and somehow walks away with like 250 or 300 bucks um, just from going to the grocery store for them. <laughs> And like charges and stuff, and because they leave like a 200 dollars of liquor behind each time, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, but but yeah, man. So like building all of those businesses are going to be really important to us. I mean, I I got to see what you know. I had properties through COVID. I got to see what that looked like, and that's scary, man. Like I don't. I'm not just. This isn't just my side hustle anymore, right? This is this is the thing you know that's going to feed my family. So knowing that like I am a lot more keen on, on building these other income streams, you know, within that. So well, God. not to, not to
1: mention that some of my best properties that I've ever managed came from my cleaners yeah, referrals. So like my whole goal, my only focus for business moving forward the rest of my life is one simple theme, Trojan horse. What's, what's the boringest business that nobody wants to be in that gives yeah. me the end to all the other things. Yeah. Like meaning the bookkeeping. Okay. That I'm working with investors owning the cleaning company. So my cleaner brought to brought us a house in Austin. We didn't pull the trigger cause uh, COVID happened, but it was going to net us 2,500 bucks a month. Right. Like she brought us that like, yeah. you know, and it's like, like you're, like so, if you're the maintenance company, well, then you're going to be going. If you're if you're doing it just for us, then you're going to be doing it for other people, and then some, that guy's going to go, hey, well, what do you do? Well, we also manage properties. Boom, done. Like that's right, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah.
2: So so that's that that's kind of the focus, just because of that. And the other thing is, you know, how many people are being deplatformed by Airbnb? So we're we're going. On working on different strategies for that of, you know, every 10 properties we get now, we're opening up a new account. Um, you know, so we can have super hosts on on multiple accounts. So mm. at one day, Airbnb, you know, a guest says, oh, they had a camera inside, which we would never do. But if a guest says that, I mean, they will literally snap their fingers and take your <laughs> your entire listing off. Uh, that's scary, man. And you know, I see it every day in these national Airbnb groups. People are like, you know, what do I do? How do I, and then they have this secret little freaking society in Airbnb that like, you can't call, you can't call them at all. You can only, uh, get to- in touch with them via email. So you just literally have your hands held. They won't get back to you. Uh, a lot of times they will never tell people the reason why they got delisted. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people with fucking 20, 30, 50, a hundred properties, man, making Airbnb tons of money and they will just delist them, cancel hundreds of thousand dollars of bookings and not tell them why it's scary.
1: So that's crazy. So in order to combat that, you're doing, uh, when you get to 10 properties, you're creating a new one. That's right. Yeah. And so you're kind of, you're deleveraging the power they have is super smart. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of those things like uh I try to tell everybody like don't be upset with the roller coaster that the roller coaster behaves like a roller coaster. Like I, <laughs> I mean, it's like being it's like being mad at the color yellow. That's yellow. Guess what? You're getting ridiculous high returns. Shit is fucking bananas. Yeah. Like, you know, and we're getting into the weed business in Oklahoma. Shit is bananas. And we know that. And it's gonna be fucking wild as fuck. But guess what? There's no organization whatsoever in Oklahoma. It's a bunch of backwoods people selling marijuana and they don't have any idea what's going on. So we're going to try to systematize it and use our relationships, right? It's the same thing in Airbnb. You're very happy when you make 10 times over your fucking mortgage, but yet you <laughs> bitch and moan that the shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, no, you, know right, in, you know why I'm invested in Bitcoin for no reason else. Bitcoin is how to teach me emotional stability that's the only reason i'm invested cuz i've never i've never seen anything in my life as crazy as this so i realize it's just to teach me how to be emotionally detached from everything. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that shit last week, dude, with the, with the, with the stock market at the same time, usually it's like the opposite, right? Like the stock market is, is, is doing well and Bitcoin's going down, or Bitcoin's going. So I have like one or the other doing well. And last week it was just like, Oh my God, that's a lot of money, but I'm yeah. good. I'm no, okay. it's
1: all good because, because that is that, uh, I've been using it all day today. I've been using it all day. Let me pull it up again. Do you actually know, the real definition for patience.
2: Patience.
1: Uh, Nobody's, by the way, Oh, for ten. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset.
2: Wow, that's interesting. And it even has those like negative terms. It's not just patience. Okay. Wow.
1: And so Ben Newman on Brad Lee's podcast said that he's aggressively patient. <laughs> Meaning that he's aggressively in love with the process, but patience and the results. Mm. And so at the end of the day, if this is what you're decided to do, which was bet on yourself, then you know, this shit's crazy. And, and at the end of the day, the people that you're going to hire, all you're asking them to do is to be in the trenches with you. Yeah. And nobody has to act perfect. Nobody has to have it all figured out, but we have to fight. And we have to be a solution-based oriented personality. And, you know, I'm I'm curious kind of if you just had to like cast a vision for your year next year, like, are you trying to go? Because I've sat in many rooms with a lot of people that said they wanted 200, 150 uh, uh, co-hosts. And now I talk to them and they're like, I'm good with my 15. I'm good with my 10. <laughs> like <laughs> how, where, where are you at on this scale and, and, and kind of where, where you see it going?
2: Yeah. So what I really want our, fo- so I've, I've mentioned a, a few of those things that, that we're really going to focus on. So we're going to continue to build, but while we do that, we're going to focus on, on more luxury properties. So, um, you know, I made a rule, um, at least these last few months, just because it was great, it was basically me and my VA, my VA and I, I should say, and, um, and I said unless you're making ten unless we're doing 10,000 a month, I, I won't look at the property. Mm-hmm. And so I broke that a couple of times for some friends that were really close and you know, and and I like that general rule because then I'm telling other people too. So like they don't they don't send me a property that's gonna do, you know, three thousand mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Um so that so that's kind of our 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 gonna I don't think I'm going to hold it to that high of a standard once I get this systems operations person in, but we will not be taking in properties that are doing like three or four a month, you know? Mm. So, so we're going to, we're going to get luxury properties in there. We're going to do properties that are going really well. Um, Firstly, because I think I see so many people just scrambling to like take on these shit properties. And it's like, it doesn't matter like if it's making you thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars a month, it's gonna be about the same same amount of work, right? So, so we want those luxury properties that are gonna make us those big, you know, big amounts of money. Um, we're gonna focus on other ways that we can bring in money. So those concierge services, starting those other companies, you know, w- within ourselves. Uh, that'll be that'll kind of be that secondary focus. So that's what the year will look like. How many properties? I love the vision stuff, man. I love goal setting. Um, but honestly, I don't know. And I've said this on, on every podcast so far, everyone I talk to, like, I don't know uh, at what point I'm going to say, this is just crazy. You know, like I think we're getting to the point where now i would have to bring in another, you know, 75,000 or a hundred thousand dollar hire, or what, you know, what that's going to look like. So I'm really excited to bring in someone and see what things look like when our systems are amazing and, and see that growth. But like, man, it, it yeah, it's, it's a fucking brutal industry. You know, I was just talking to my parents about it yesterday. It's like, you get, you get used to it for sure. But like, I mean, I have four code officer code issues right now with different houses with crazy ass neighbors. dude. I have one in South Austin? This guy literally, he wears these short shorts, his balls on his out of it in his front yard every day. And yet he has the audacity (laughs) to to call the cops on us every day. (laughs) He's showing his balls to the whole neighborhood, but he goes, he looks me in the eye and he says, I am your foe. And I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to call the police every single day. So like, you know, you're, you're dealing with that. Uh, Um, This is, this is a great point.
1: We actually decided to shut down operations in San Diego.
2: Yeah. I Because, because,
1: because we were, we were having too much issues with the
2: neighbors. He was filming guests. Yes. It wasn't worth the money. That's the story I thought about because I was talking to the owner and he's like, dude, I don't, I think we can still do it. And I just like, I just want you to, I just want to share this story to you, for you, because I know what happened with you guys there. And I'm like a neighbor that's really, really crazy can ruin your Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be fooled because when they show up and they're like videotaping them or doing something crazy, like I would say at least half of guests are going to be super uncomfortable and not, not, they're not going to want to stay there. Or if they do, they're going to give you a bad review. So like that, that guy can ruin it for you. Um, so anyways, all this to say, man, it is an up and down industry, you know, the numbers are incredible right now, but I see a lot of people buying Airbnbs. I see a lot of big companies getting in the mix. So I don't know what that's going to look like in the future. All I can do right now is build the best company I can, you know, build, bring in the best properties that I can. Um, I would really love to get some other properties. Um, I have two possibilities of kind of some places where we can do like weddings, smaller yeah. parties, corporate events. Yeah. So those what we're looking at. That's what we're
1: looking at right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you're talking yeah. like 200, 300 K a year for those. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we can get a few of those going, man, like that, that would be amazing, you know? I well,
1: I think, that. I think quality over quantity. And I think what's super important is I got a buddy who just bought a $1.2 million cabin and, and, yeah. uh, you know, three, four story cabin in fucking smokies. The first hour he got 16 grand with the bookings and it, you know, like, at the end of the day, like that quality of guest, the the t- less turnover, like yes. the, we're looking at 35 acres right now and it's got multiple cabins on it. We're going to do tree houses and all sorts of shit. And it's like, I'd much rather do that and scale that crazy operation yeah, than go have like six fucking houses. It's not, it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah,
2: yeah man. It's, it's interesting. There's a, uh, a guy in GoBundance that's pretty, pretty high up, um, in the STR industry. And his theory is that Airbnb should not be in cities. And he mm-hmm. posted this in GoBundance and like people just like went after him. They were just like, dude, I got so many successful ones in cities, blah, blah, blah. And I took offense to it too. is like, you know, a lot of minor are within cities and, You know, I I really thought about it after and I I still disagree with them. I still think you can be successful in a city, but I get why he's saying that now. Right. Like just the issues that come in the city from from, you know, from permitting to to neighbors to, you know, if city. I'm not I'm not going to do anything
1: uh, that's going to affect my lifestyle. And that's the move I'm making. And, 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 you know, you operate in Austin and I'm happy for you. But I have been asked. North of 150 fucking times to do one in Austin. And I've yeah. said no every time. Yeah, And I, now I say no without even taking the phone call because I refuse to play the game that everybody else is playing. Yeah. And I'm going to do stuff that, you know, you know why the Smokies are the number one fucking area for Airbnb, because the entire fucking area embraces the shit out of it. And right. the systems are set up to yeah. support it. That's it. Simple. No more enough. Same as Florida. Florida knows the game. Everybody's playing the game and everybody's in the game. And it's so much easier to do business that way. And so my question to you is, I got a guy in uh, Missouri. He's building 15 houses. They're all Airbnbs in their own community. And he got a contract with the select baseball tournament and they rented the place out six months worth of weekends, all the houses. And he's like, dude, I'm good. Like everybody wants it. The families are staying, like that. To me, sounds so much more pleasurable than fighting with the fucking neighbor with his balls out of his shorts. And fucking, hundred percent, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I don't recommend the the ball <laughs> fights at all. Um, But no, I, I mean, it's something I think about. You know, it's just the sustainability in the long term and where we're gonna have to pivot and what that's gonna look like. And so, it's still an early company, and again, like that's why you know, it, just like I started this show and talked about why I didn't want to come on here before, like, I'm never going to say, you know, I'm 100% an expert in in a certain industry or like, dude, things change? We don't know where it's going, you know? And so to tomorrow, you know, the city of Austin could could go against the Supreme court like they're already doing and just be like, we're just going to shut down all these Airbnbs. I don't know, man. You know? So, uh, so we, 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 I need to think about that as a company and, and figure out what that looks like, but I can guarantee that's not going to happen in the Smokies. Right. Or like the, the the city literally depends on, on that, you know, like these beaches. Well, well, and, right?
1: and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody's panties hurt here and get all upset, but you know, Tahoe cracks me up too, where 90% of the income that comes into the area is tourists, but yet yeah. they bitch 24 seven about it. That's I'm insane. like, dude, you
2: live in a vacation place. Get yeah. over yourself. Like yeah, there's like seven of you that still live there. that from the original. <laughs> I never understood that there's yeah. 280
1: hotels. It's a fucking vacation place. Move mm. on with your life. Like <laughs> I never understood. That's the same thing. I was singing when I lived in Austin, they're bitching and moaning about Austin. There's seven different ways to live in Austin. Go live that. Like, take your money. You made four hundred thousand. You didn't know you were gonna do it, and go. It's whatever. Like, you know. And so, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you have to be adaptable, and you have to to be able to pivot. And I think that too many people are stuck on their ideals. They're stuck in their absolutes, and they're over leveraged on their overhead, and and understanding that. That everybody needs to have, you know, what's interesting and I'd be curious and we'll get you out of here with this. Anybody that's come to work for me, they've never asked what they're getting paid. I don't even think it's come up to like the fourth meeting
0: Wow!
1: because they're not, I'm not saying that that's works for everybody, but they're more inclined about the vision and what we're creating yeah. than they are. We're about the pay. Yeah. And so, I think it's super important to be able, as an entrepreneur and a CEO of your company, is to sell that vision and, and kind of in, and lay out the picture of how you see it, and then also stick to what you said to them too. Super. important. I
2: love that, man. Yeah, and it says a lot about what you guys are doing too. You know, to to bring that in because. I think that a lot of the the younger generation, it's the opposite. It's the first thing they ask, for. Well, what are you going to do for me? Right. They go and work for someone now. And it's like, you see what's happening in these tech companies. I mean, they literally come on. They're like, well, we got the nap center. We got this and that. And I'm not saying that stuff is bad. Right. I mean, it's great. Like treat your employees well. But a lot of, of, of millennials and younger take that and, you know, and, and they don't give what what they should be returning to. Um, and it turns into this just, you know, and there's plenty of reports and studies on this, but it's just like, it's all about me. Like, what are you going to give me? What do you get? Eh, never mind. It doesn't matter if you gave me that much. I'm going to hop to this other company that's going to give me 20K more. You know, so good for people like worrying about themselves and doing their thing. But I think when you're when you're hiring and recruiting and trying to get someone that, that really wants the company, I love that. <laughs> you're in the fourth interview and they're like, wait, so like, what am I What, what am I getting paid here? We haven't talked God. about that.
0: That's I love great,
2: it. Man. So if people want to find out about your company, how would they do that? Yeah, just uh, just shoot me an email, man. Uh, it's just rentals at all written out five star vacation home rentals um happy to chat with anybody you know be a resource if i can um so that's, a, that's the best way to Love it. well
1: i didn't i didn't give you a, a christmas gift yet so i'll give it to you now Uh-oh. uh dad uh dad's coming home he's gonna be in central texas for two weeks from january 15th on
2: okay yeah. Where are you staying, baby? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got
1: that far yet. All I know is we're going to look at some land. I got some meetings to do. That's all I know. I'm going to go see my grandmother and come home. It's not 120 degrees there, so I can come home and, right? and we're good. So guys, uh, if you like this episode, send it out to your friend, share it with somebody who get some value from it. And we'll see you next time.